pay attention to your children at all times. Like, I mean that. Like, pay attention to your children. Don't never go into no river. Always wear a life vest in any water, especially if you're a child. You're looking at a man with no closure. I have no closure behind this. I never probably will. Just give me back my daughter. She's just in the air. All I got is a picture. A picture of me and her. I just on the back of my phone, and I cry every day. Truthfully, you know, every day. Like, I'm sad. Sad, sad, sad. I've never been this sad in my life. Welcome back to Missing. I am Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? I'm doing okay today, Tim. Uh, this conversation that we have coming up really is a tough one, so it's hard to say off the bat here, like right off the top, that I'm doing great because it's a tough one. People have to hear about it. There's some very important moments here, so looking forward to hearing and reading comments on this. But Tim, how are you? I'm doing okay, Lance. Yeah, this conversation is difficult. We're speaking about a missing child. She was eight years old when she went missing from Shram Park State Recreation Area along the Platte River. Her name is Terry's Price. She would be 10 years old now. She's been missing since June 11th, 2020. She's about four feet, 70 pounds of mixed race with black hair and brown eyes. And while this isn't exactly a missing person story that we are talking about, which involves a criminal element, this is more along the lines of a tragic accident and the child still needs to be found for the family, for her friends. And it's a very heart-wrenching example of what something like this, regardless of a criminal element or an accidental death or anything, how this rips apart a family, we think you'll get a lot out of it. I know we're building it up as like a tough listen, and it is, but it's an important listen as well. And you get to see a little bit of a glimpse behind private investigations for the missing. The researcher who worked on Terry's case, Amy Weckel, joins us. And you can also hear in her voice how difficult this was to research and compile all the information. But again, it's important to do, and we can't just not do something because it's difficult. Right. And Amy is volunteering with private investigations for the missing, and you can find out what they do at investigationsforthemissing.org. This case was submitted in 2021 by Latressa, Terry's mom. And if you have any information, you can call the Sarpy County Sheriff's Office at 402-593-2288. Okay, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. Follow us on social media at Missing CSM. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Welcome to the podcast, Amy Weckel. Amy, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. You have uh, joined us in the past when we've done these researcher roundtables, and you bring such uh, an interesting element to your research. I feel like it's a good team that we have going on at Private Investigations for the Missing, and everyone has their own thing that they're that they're very good at, and. You are joining us today because we're going to be talking about probably one of the saddest, and I only chuckled right there because it is a defense mechanism. This is almost one of the saddest ones that has come across the table, but uh, before we get into it, can you uh, tell the audience, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe a little refresher, and some of the things that you bring to private investigations for the missing in the research capacity? Sure. So I, I work at the University of Illinois in the at the Illinois Water Resources Center. And so this case really caught my attention because it involves water. It, it was um, an accident that occurred on the Platte River. Yeah, I'm the assistant director at the Water Resources Center. And um, my interest here is in research is just um, in helping the families gain some kind of closure if at all possible. Okay. And how long have you been volunteering with Private Investigations for the Missing? So I've been with Private Investigations for the Missing just a few months, maybe less than a year, maybe nine months total. Okay. And how has this case been to research? Um, it was very difficult um, because it involves a young a young girl about my daughter's age. So there's a lot of similarities there and a lot of, you know, there's just no answers for the family. And, and it's been two years. When I said that everybody brings a certain attribute to the table when researching these missing person cases, it, it, yours is unique, being in the field of water research. And I think when you had first told us that, I don't think I personally had ever heard of a position like that. So instantly I was thinking, that's incredibly cool. But the fact that specific missing persons are coming to you with that connected to it is uh, something I, I don't know if any other nonprofit can brag about something like that, where specifically water water related disappearances. Well, we have a water expert. We have a water researcher. I think that's fantastic. Unfortunately, we're speaking about we keep saying that this is very sad. It is a, a terribly sad disappearance. Thierry's Latressa Price and she was eight years old. It's a it's different in the sense that we're covering such a young child, and it's different in the sense that this probably doesn't have any foul play attached to it. Probably not. Thierry's was eight years old when she went missing. She'd be 10 years old at the time of this recording. She was born March 29th, 2012, and she's been missing since about 3 p.m. on June 11th, 2020. And she's missing from Gretna in Sarpy County, Nebraska, near the Shram Park State Recreation Area along the Platte River. At the time of her disappearance, she stood at four feet tall, 70 pounds. That's 70, 70. African-American white mix, black hair, brown eyes. She had a four to five inch scar on her upper left thigh, a dimple on her left cheekbone, and was last seen wearing a pink and white bathing suit. And anyone with information regarding her disappearance is urged to contact the Sarpy County Sheriff's Office at 402-593-2288. 
And this case was submitted to private investigations for the missing in the summer of 2021 by Thierry's mom, Latressa. And so far, we haven't been able to make a connection with Thierry's mom, Latressa. And so if she happens to be listening at all, we would love to talk with you and see how else we can help facilitate this search for you. And I think that speaks to the grief that parents go through, right? When she knows that something as important as a nonprofit that specializes in searching for missing people, when she understands that she should be reaching out to them, she does that. She gets enough courage up to do that. But when the request comes to her to come on the show to talk about this, I think that it's probably something where she is so... I don't know, having this inner tur- this inner turmoil where she knows that she probably should be doing something like that, but it's really difficult and painful. Uh, do you get that feeling as well? Yeah, there's been just a few um, news clips of her and you can tell she is just, you know, this has consumed her life um, and she's just really still grieving. And Thierry's is the first daughter of Tiablo and Latressa Price. And she has two sisters and three brothers. And Thierry's was active on social media. She, I know she was only eight, but she had her own TikTok page. And Thierry's also had a uh, YouTube channel. And she was posting a face procedure that she was doing that day, um, just getting ready in the morning. And about halfway through that, she uh, swore and caught herself. It was, it was very funny to watch. It just, you know, it just humanizes her. And, and helps you connect to her. Good for you for checking that out. I clicked on the link in the research that we were given, and I just couldn't do it. I, yeah. I started I started it. I saw the TikTok, and I just, at this point, I just couldn't do it. I don't even have kids, and that's how, like, tragic this is to me. Um, so good for you. And that's part of the whole research process is you can't let the emotion part stop you from looking at everything and seeing something like that, seeing the personality come through in her TikTok videos and on her YouTube channel is something that you just have to separate. Right. And Nebraska's Sarpy County is located southwest of Omaha. And as of the 2020 United States Census, the population was 190,604, making it the third most populous county in Nebraska. And June 11th, 2020 was an average summer day around 88 degrees Fahrenheit near Omaha, Nebraska. And apparently because of COVID, the public pools were shut down and more and more people were frequenting the rivers and the lakes to go swimming instead. And Latressa took her kids to the Platte River near the Shram Park State Recreation Area while Tiablo worked on the house. And the house being their house, I'm assuming? Yes. And do we know how crowded this area was where people were swimming? Or was it a popular area? It was quite a popular area. There were very few places where you could access the river and get down into it. But then once you got into it, there were sandbars that people would hang out on all day long. I'm not sure how many people were there um, at the time. And on that day, Latressa met up with her sister, Shalina, and her nieces. And Latressa stated that Shalina was desperately trying to get Latressa and the kids to meet them at the Platte River that day. Yeah, so this is where it gets a little weird. I'm, I'm not sure I wasn't able to parse out what the story was here, but it was just some suspicious activity. I, and I can't nail it down any more than that, really. And I'm not sure if it's just a, a family internal thing or what the situation is for sure. 
where does this uh, feeling come from? Where do why do you bring this up? Just Facebook posts right around the time of the the disappearance. They were together at the river. And according to Latressa, Shalina wanted to get a picture of the girls in a spot that separated them from the rest of the group, and the rest of the group being Latressa and three of her other children. And Tiaris didn't have a life jacket with her, but Shalina assured Latressa that the girls wouldn't be going in the water. This is all just based on Facebook posts between Latressa and Shalina. That happened at the time? It looks like it was about a year after Tiaris went missing. I think maybe the family went in a couple of different directions right out of the gates, whether um, they weren't sure if Tiaris was abducted or if there was some other, if it was just an accident or if there was some kind of foul play. I see. That's interesting. It's interesting to get a uh, chronological breakdown from the family via Facebook. Regardless of whether or not a picture was actually taken, according to Latressa, the girls ended up playing around the water, which was what she said wasn't going to happen, apparently, which was almost up to their necks. And the river current was known to be unpredictable. Again, they had no life jackets. I'm sorry. I'm a little confused about the picture. Yeah. So Shalina, that's how she got the girls down to the river was that she wanted to take a picture of her daughters with Thierry's by the river. I wasn't able to locate the picture anywhere. I see. Okay. And this is at the moment where the incident happened. Correct. And at around 2.50 p.m., Thierry's was playing with her cousins, climbing on one of the girls' backs when part of the sandbar the kids were playing on collapsed. And so this sent them into the river. Yes. And kayakers and canoers were able to rescue Terry's two cousins, but not Terry's, who was in the middle of the two who were rescued. So does that mean that the kayakers and or canoers saw her? From what I understand, yes. They could see her. I don't know if they just couldn't get to her or if she was too far downstream. By the time they got the other two back up to safety, I'm not sure. Yeah. And Latressa posted to Facebook frantically to help find her daughter that day. And what happened with the search? So a search then ensued pretty quickly thereafter? Yes, it seems like they they got right right out there um, because the Platte River is so dangerous. Um, I believe they have lifeguards or coast guards or I'm not sure the proper authority, but they've got a lot of rescue people there handy at all times. And the search for Thierry's started around 3 p.m. and ended around 9 p.m. at dark that day and resumed at 7.30 a.m. the next day on June 12th with the hope that the river level would drop. And did it drop, Amy? It did. It, it went down by about a foot that day or overnight. And was there any luck on the search the next day? No, they, they searched from 7.30 in the morning all the way till dark the next day on the 12th and still... Still nothing. No sign of Terry's. And then a week later, Latressa demanded that an Amber Alert for her daughter be issued, but it never was. What's the, uh, do we have any information on why the Amber Alert wasn't issued prior to that? It's because Terry's didn't qualify as an Amber Alert case. So there was no evidence that she had been abducted at all. And I believe that's criteria that needs to be met before they can issue that. I see. So when you see the Amber Alerts, 
on the highways and you get the notification on your phone sometimes that is typically or always in connection with an abduction. Correct. It's weird to me that there's no other type of alert for something like this, like a lost child or an accident or something exactly like this, where who knows if she made it to shore somewhere down the line, she's going to need some help getting back to where she needs to be. I think that maybe they, in this case, they would expect to have eyes on her. Somebody would would see her going down the river and be able to help her. And so it wasn't a case of where she was so much as what was happening to her, I guess. And we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. And in total, authorities and volunteers searched for two weeks from the Shram Park Riverbed to Plattsmouth, Nebraska, where the Platte River intersects to the Missouri River. But no sign of Terry's was ever found. And in addition to the family's constant search for Terry's, another search that included authorities was conducted in October of 2020. And to this day, two years later, no body or even articles of clothing have ever been discovered. So the Platte River intersects with the Missouri River, and the Missouri River is huge, as we know. So is it surprising that there's not been an article of clothing or any sort of material connected to or found at all? I think it is because she's she was only eight years old it it just for lack of a better term it seems like she would have gotten snagged somewhere um on some debris in the water and got hung up if nothing else so i would have expected to find something between where she went in and the missouri and it seems clear that authorities believe Thierry's did not survive uh entering the river is that correct yes yeah th- this case is different in that it seems kind of clear that it was an accidental death so tragic that she hasn't been able to be located. Yeah, absolutely. And also, it seems that the search itself, there's some elements to it that just aren't safe for anybody going in there to search. Uh, Apparently, the terrain that is along the riverbank is not safe enough to search by foot. So that maybe gives you an indication that even her trying to get out of the water wasn't, if she wasn't getting swept down by the river itself, getting out and onto that terrain might have been incredibly difficult for an exhausted eight-year-old who had just gone through that. That's a good point. I hadn't considered that, but yeah, good point. It seems like Terry's and a few other children were playing with a dog at the Platte River at the time of her disappearance, but authorities were not ever able to identify the dog owner. Is that correct? To my knowledge, they have not located the dog owner. And this was just one of the the other posts on Facebook that I came across that seemed to be linked to this, but um, nobody's been able to nail down whether who that person was. And how many other people were around the area? Were there other strangers there that might have stood out as being, I don't know, suspicious? I don't want to try to make it into something it's probably not, but I guess we have to cover all of our bases. Yeah, so Latressa mentions in one of her Facebook posts that um, there were two females that were closest to shore. Um, There were also two kids driving a red four-door truck. There were pink and blue teal glittery round floaties. And one of them has been located. I'm not sure if 
if these were things that uh, Thierry's was supposedly wearing. I don't believe so, but there was also the the man with the two pit bulls that has not been located. And there were three females around the ages of 18 to 23 that were close to one of the black labs that the girls were playing with. And none of these people have been identified or have come forward yet, to my knowledge. Did this make any sort of national news or any um, major local news? It did, because she was such a young girl. In the local news for several weeks after she went missing. Yeah. And just the circumstances around it kept it in the news, I believe. And when we were saying that these other individuals, the three females, the ones that were playing with the dogs, the dog owners, not ever being identified, or you said that to your knowledge, they weren't spoken to or or they didn't come forward. They very well could have. It's just to the researchers knowledge that information's not at your fingertips. That's correct. Okay. And there is a pedestrian bridge just downstream from where Thierry's was last seen that cadaver dogs indicated at. And Latressa also described the columns of the bridge as having enough space underwater to trap a little girl. And she wanted adventures with purpose to search while they were in the area, but apparently the water was too shallow for them to conduct a search at the time that they were in the area. That's interesting that the water was too shallow. What does that mean? That they couldn't... They couldn't get their equipment in the river. So they've got the big sonar boats and things like that. And I think without more indication, they're not going to do a dive in that area. I see. So they couldn't bring their equipment from the shore into the river because the river was so low, they probably would have got the equipment stuck up in the terrain. Correct. Okay, cool. Because as we know, their services are incredibly helpful and they have led to the discovery of numerous missing persons and objects, etc. And they hopefully will reconnect on this one and come back to search areas if they find a good enough reason to do so and the circumstances with the river are conducive for them. And the sheriff reported that they weren't sure where she went in or what the water depth was, apparently, but she was a half a mile to three-fourths of a mile downstream the last time she was seen. And, Amy, do you know who claimed to have seen her last? I don't know. That's just what they say. So I'm not sure if she was just floating along, and that's where they estimate they last saw her before she went under. I I was able to determine, though, where the stream gauges, well, based on stream gauge measurements from the U.S. Geological Survey, records from that time. So the day that Thierry's went missing, the water depth was about 15 feet. The water levels upstream were about 15 feet. And downstream from where Thierry's went in, they were just about four feet. So just over her head. The cooler air temperatures on June 10th caused water temperatures to drop about five degrees the night before. So that morning of the 12th, they were cooler um, than they had been in the last two weeks. Um, So the water temperature that day was about 75 degrees Fahrenheit, and it dropped even further that night to 69 degrees. When you mentioned the water levels, you said the upstream water levels and the downstream water levels, and I need help figuring out what that means. 
Okay, so there's thousands of gauges that the United States Geological Survey has on different rivers throughout all of the United States. And the two that are closest to her, where she went in, um, I located those. So the upstream gauge would be the one that was the most west, and the downstream gauge would be the most east, and that would be just before it reaches the Missouri River. I see. So where she went in the water upstream levels so that would be upstream the levels were at 15 feet yes yes so the the river gets shallower as it moves towards the missouri i see consistently shallower or is it does it kind of dip i think it's consistently shallower so if you look at the one where uh the graph that says stream depth variations since disappearance, you can see the two gauges. So the one is always higher than the other. So there would be very little opportunity for somebody who is only four feet tall by the time they reach the shallowest part of the river is still over their head. So it'd be very little opportunity for them to find any footing at all. Correct. I think that's important to know that even at the shallowest, it wasn't like she could just get her footing and start walking away. Yes, and and I believe the bottom of the Platte River is very sandy. As I mentioned, there's several sandbars and things like that, and they're always washing away. Um, and I think with that, it's very easily if she went under that she ended up under some sand as well. Can people swim in that area now, Amy? Yeah, so that is one good thing that came out of all of this, um, if there's any good that can be found. Thierry's dad has been advocating and for people to wear life vests if they go in the river. And so there have been postings, notices posted all along the Platte River where they are publicly accessible so that this doesn't happen to anybody else. And does it seem like Thierry's family believes that she could have been abducted and not lost to the river? It seems early on that that's what her dad believed. There's a news clip of him saying, you know, like, I'm not seeking retribution, just give me my daughter back. I want my daughter back. Like, I don't think, like, finding her in the water will help me. Personally, it'll help my wife, you know. It wouldn't help me. But if I found her, you know, like, or just knew where she was at and I can go get her, I wouldn't even be no retribution behind it. Just give me her back. You know, I won't do nothing. I promise you, like, literally, that ain't even me. I believe in revenge. I won't do nothing. Just give me back my daughter. But after reading through the posts um, of Latressa, between Latressa and her sister, I think it's more likely it was just an accident. And do you know if it was common for other people to drown in this section of the river? I don't know about this section specifically. I know just the Platte River in general is very dangerous, and and several people have died. And in your research, you discovered something a little bit strange about the details listed on NamUs. Can you give us some info on that or any info that you have? Sure. NamUs... The last location they have listed is a Carter's clothing store um, and a church. They're both right there, and they're located in Gretna, Nebraska, whereas the Shram Park recreation area where she went into the river is several miles south of there. And so I'm not sure why they have that location as her her last known location. But Latressa posted and identified exactly where on Google Maps, Thierry's went into the river. And so that's kind of what I've been basing the research off of. You know, maybe they were at the Carters before they went to the river. I don't know. 
There's just the one post that really got me from Latressa, Terry's mom, that this says, imagine pulling up to the store and seeing your daughter on a window. It breaks your heart for the millionth time. So it's a poster looking for Terry's. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.